0: Mahomes back, throws, it is incomplete, picked off, picked off by the Lions Brian Branch with it, left side he's gone baby, he's going to the house touchdown Detroit Lions deflected in the air Branch ran under it and he took it all the way back Welcome to the 20 Minute the huddle podcast presented by Microsoft It is week six in the NFL and the Lions have gotten off to a beautiful four and one start. I am Tim Twentyman. This is P.J. Clark. Um, as we do every week, let's start with a few news and notes, Peach. Um, I think injuries obviously are, are first and foremost when you talk about both clubs,
1: really, because it's a story. Right Tampa's right
0: now. dealing with some injuries over there. Now they're coming off the bye. So they're in a pretty good situation in terms of they've had a week uh, and a half now to um you know, kind of get some guys rested, um, Mike Evans obviously the big story there with his hamstring uh, mispractice I think Wednesday and Thursday yep. so Friday will be a big day for him but look Detroit's dealing with some injuries of their own uh, no Jameer Gibbs no Brian Branch um, you know Sam Laporta was missing practice on Thursday and you know we should just know you know we're taping this before the injury report comes out Thursday so you know we'll see what what the injury report says with Sam but obviously not good hopefully that's just some kind of a non-injury or an illness or something like that that you, that, that they're dealing with there but we'll obviously find out more of that later thursday um injuries are the great equalizer right it's just kind of how this league runs it's not a matter of if it's when and and look I think the one thing that you have to be happy about if you're Detroit Lions fans is the Lions have been dealing with this all year and they've been able to overcome those injuries they've had guys step in play well they've been able to kind of maintain and you hope that continues now going into a stretch of you know three or four games on the road tougher games yeah
1: and 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 that's really important I mean you're in theory, getting St. Brown back this week. So that's mm-hmm. a big jolt to the offense. But then if La- La- LaPorta, we have no idea what the situation is right now, but that that would be a hit. But you saw what the offense was able to still keep rolling without St. Brown last week because of LaPorta. Now maybe you're swapping that out. And, yeah, it's, is it a better team? It's on the road, better defense. All that is is certainly true. But definitely, you know, Mike Evans not being out there today is a big hit to, to Tampa as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Lines on the road, like we mentioned, 80 degrees, not too. No, I, I think it's some of the times you've gone down to Miami, right? And yep. you've been 100 degrees in the winter when it's cold here. You've been on that other side of the field where, where there's they're shaded shade. yep. and you're in the sun. I, I think because of the fact it was 80 degrees here in Detroit for the past week before yeah. this week, I I don't think that's as big a deal as maybe some some other You know, times when you go down to Florida and face the humidity and stuff like that, I think we're close enough to the summer, close enough to 80-degree days here. It's still early. I don't think that's going to be a factor. But, look, they're 3-1. and They're playing some really good defense. They've got some guys over there. They've got two of the, you know, premier guys on the outside on offense. And Baker Mayfield's playing some good ball. So, how about we get into some of these matchups? Let's do it. All right. Well, first off. We, we mentioned one of the guys on the outside, Mike Evans versus Cam Sutton. And, you know, look, Cam Sutton was part of that trio that was brought here to be kind of that revamped secondary right now. Unfortunately, he's the only man West standing. Man standing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because of injuries to C.J. Gardner-Johnson and uh, Emmanuel Mosley last week, obviously. But look, he's just been steady, um, you know, it, he doesn't mind coming up and playing the run. He's sticky in coverage. He doesn't give up a lot of big plays. He's just kind of the guy that they thought he was, and I think it'll be an interesting matchup this week. You look at Evans, the only wide receiver in NFL history to have a thousand yards in his first nine seasons. A Hall of Famer.
1: I, I mean, mean, the guy that's...
0: is is. So good. Looking for his fourth touchdown in a row at home. He plays well at Raymond Jane Stadium. That's a big matchup.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you're getting exactly what you paid for in Cam Sutton right now. Just steady, Eddie. You needed a kind of a calming presence, at least in the secondary there. And, you know, you gave him that that big $33 million contract. And I think you're getting exactly what, exactly. what you're looking for right now. And that's big. I mean, he's only been targeted 24 times. Jerry on the other side is 37. So Offenses are, are clearly making it a point to go to the other side of the field a, a little bit more. There hasn't allowed that many receptions. I think sixteen receptions mm-hmm. on the twenty-four targets, which is you know a good big play, one touchdown, limiting too. the big plays. I, he's been he's been great. And then you look at Mike Evans, who you know hasn't run for two weeks now, which is yeah. definitely a, a concern and something that you're gonna have to keep an eye on. Friday's obviously gonna be the big day there, yeah. but. It, Trey Palmer has played really well. Their, their rookie sixth-round pick, fastest 40-time this year at the Combine, has two touchdowns on the season, a little bit of a smaller guy, not the big jump ball Mike Evans, but – Still might be an interesting matchup there for Cam Sutton if Evans can't go.
0: And I think it's a, it's worth noting here Chris Godwin, too, yeah. because that could be a matchup you see. They could switch those guys with, with sides and matchups. And look, Chris Godwin is another guy who had 1,000 yards receiving last year. They were only one of five duos in the league with two guys with 1,000 yards. Currently, there's only seven duos that have at least 20 catches, at least 250 yards. They're one of them. So you know, I think Chris Godwin can kind of fit in here, too, as, as a key matchup. Whenever Cam Sutton and Jerry Jacobs are matched up against those two guys. I think that's really one of the key matchups in the game on Sunday.
1: Yeah, because you're looking at, you know, Kate, Kate Otten has pretty good numbers this year just by virtue of being the third option, but he's not an elite tight end right now. So yeah. you're really looking at who are the outside wide receivers? What can Godwin do over the middle of the field? And then what can Evans do outside? All right, let's
0: switch it over. David Montgomery versus Devin White. And I think you we talk about guy worth every penny, worth the contract he got. Yeah. I would say check to David Montgomery <laughs> as well. I mean, guys got six touchdowns in his first four games. Um, he's back to back hundred yard plus and a touchdown. I mean, he's been everything Detroit Lions thought he'd be, and probably a little bit more. I mean, they faced him in Chicago. He was elusive. Right. He was that guy that always made guys miss, partly because he had to because of Chicago's, you know, uh, uh, offensive line. I think it's night and day running behind this line versus Chicago's line. And he's been a perfect match. And look, he's going to get a good matchup this week with with, with Devin White. You know, since 2009, the only guy in the league with 500 plus tackles, 20 plus sacks, 10 plus takeaways. I mean, he's kind of that key cog for their defense. And I, I saw an interview with that he did on on Buccaneers.com this week. And he said, look, this is a week because of this offense, because of this run game. I'm going to have to fly around, make plays. And he said, I got to get 15 plus tackles this week. And I wouldn't put him past him because he's
1: pretty darn good. No, and you're going to get the opportunity the way the Lions want to run the ball. I mean, you're going to run the ball fifty times probably the way this is going and and somebody's gotta be there to make the tackles. You got Levante David as well and in the middle there, one of the best linebacking duos in the league. You you saw what Seattle was able yep. to do against the Lions with Jordan Brooks and Bobby Wagner. You got a similar type of deal here, an older guy and a younger guy a little more athletic in Devin White. But Tampa's allowing four point nine yards per carry which is when you have an elite nose tackle and two good linebackers like that is a surprisingly high number. Yeah. Montgomery averaged 5.7 last week. You got to be able to still push the pile and and keep that trending in the right direction.
0: One thing with that, those numbers a little bit skewed. They did play Philadelphia, which is a great running football team. (laughs) Philadelphia had 201 yards on them. Their other three opponents 79 yards or less yeah. so really that was skewed by Philadelphia but I would put Detroit and Philadelphia in, on a similar level just in terms of the way they can run the football. You have football. the
1: home run hitter and you have the Hurts line. gives them
0: a little bit different dynamic yeah. from the quarterback position but I think in terms of the offensive line, the commitment to the run, how they do it, I think Detroit and Philadelphia aren't equal pairing so you've got to look at that as a positive say look what Philadelphia was able to go in there and do run the ball that many times for 201 yards um, but other than that Tampa's been pretty good. So I think this will be a a, a pretty good matchup between Montgomery and White. Um can you can you make be, White miss? Can you can you get past that first guy to the in the second, second level, level yeah. that then gets you into the third level and the big runs like we saw with with this you know first run last week, the forty two yard yeah. touchdown? We'll take more of those. We'll take more of those. All right, let's go to Detroit's defense and Aiden hutchinson has been terrific i mean when you look at aiden hutchinson compared to the other defensive uh ends the edge rushers around the league in terms of grays from pff or pro football reference or some of these things it's tj watt it's aiden hutchinson it's max crosby it's i mean some of these You're elite the, the elite the guys happy. are are he's right there in that in that conversation in terms of his grading he's been terrific. I mean, he leads the NFL in pressures with 35. He trails uh, Max Crosby by just one in terms of pressures. I mean, um, he's had guys like Michael Parsons is on that list. I mean, he has just played at an elite level. And look, he's going to get a guy when he's over on the left side, Tristan Wirfs, who I think is one of the best in the league. But we're going to put Luke Godek in, in here, or Godecki, um in, in this conversation to their right tackle because as we've seen the first five games, Hutch is going to play both sides. But I think it'll be really interesting if he ever gets matched up on tristan worse because that's
1: best on best that right is that is best on best that's best on best league wide yes. that's not <laughs> just like what the lions have to offer versus what tampa has to offer that is a matchup that Everybody yeah. is going to be waiting for and, and looking to see. And you know, there were questions coming into this year. How is Worf going to? He played right tackle for the first four years, and how what's going to happen now going to the yeah. left has not missed no. a singular beat. Zero has sacks, even better. zero QB yeah. hits, two total pressures, and that's that's a testament to Baker getting the ball out yeah. and playing the quick game. That that's where Baker really excels. And and Godwin, I think, has been a godsend for him just over the middle of the field, playing those throwing those drags and getting the ball out early, but. Gadecki only one sack allowed on the, on the right side too. But to me, that's a, an offensive line that has been banged up so much in the interior. I think as we've seen, Aiden's getting a lot of pressures off of stunts and mm-hmm. a lot of action inside where maybe you're putting, you know, a Romeo Quora on the outside of him, shifting him into five-tech, three-tech. I think we, you know, it could be a week we see maybe even a little more of that against an injury-depleted Tampa interior Versus two to one elite tackle and, and gadecki has been really good this and year. And Ali well. McNeil's
0: big for that too. Yeah, you know, can he open some things up for the guys on the outside by generating pressure? We've seen that through the first four weeks of the season. He's been really good. He's tied for his career high with two sacks already. Five pressures. I think his career high was eleven. So he's already on that pace to be an impact player inside. But he's good on some of those games too. And um, he obviously affects the guys on the outside, so that's something to watch too. But Hutchinson versus Worse will be yeah, sir, sir, my I eyes on. will definitely be on. I don't know how many times we have seen Hutch line up over the right tackle and and, and getting Godecki probably a little bit more. But I wanted to put this matchup in here because if you do see it on Sunday, it's best on best. it's worth watching who gets the better of who, and I think that says a, a lot about each individual. Absolutely. All right, let's go. Since we're talking about the interior yeah, of the defensive sure. line. You want another best yeah, on best? They, They've got a pretty good one yeah. over there. They might have the best nose tackle in football in, yeah. in Vita Bay. Leads them with three and a half sacks. I mean, just a guy that's terrific. But I think if you're gonna counter something like that, you've got a pretty good counter in an all all pro, all Pro Bowl caliber type player in, in Frank Rag now, and that will be a great matchup in the interior when Detroit's on offense and Tampa
1: Bay's on defense. Yeah, and Tampa Bay, I mean Todd Bowles likes to blitz, right? So you're getting a lot. You're getting an extra man on on a bunch of snaps, and Shaq Barrett is still out there, and you're you're seeing what their pass rush can do. They have three mm-hmm. sacks a game so far. So the Lions, I, I think it's going to be you know another. If you're getting Omari back, especially, how does the quick game work? Do you see a little bit more Khalif Raymond this week? Just don't let that line get pushed because Todd Bowles is gonna send five, he's gonna send six, he loves to blitz, he loves to play man coverage. That's what you're gonna be looking for. And they are they've been elite in pass defense this year. I know yeah. we're we're gonna to get to to that in a little bit, but They've they've got two good outside corners. They've got good safeties. They've got a nickel that creates turnovers. So their linebackers can cover. So what are you going to do when Vea, probably the best nose in the league, is is coming right up the middle? You got to be ready for that. And I think. You know he's been better against the past than he has against the run this year mm-hmm. which is a little strange not what we've seen from him in the past so i think this is going back to maybe do, do you rely on montgomery can he get to that second level and get you some yards that way and
0: potentially no jonah jackson this week either yeah. so something else to kind of consider when you're talking about that matchup on the interior but when you just speak to frank specifically what a heck of a season oh, the guy yeah. is having. You, we all know what he's dealing with. Yeah. It's chronic. It's it's it's, it's never going to get better. I mean, that toe injury just is just every week. Just going to be something he deals with every single down, every single game. It's not going to get better. It's pain tolerance, but to still play at a level he's playing, no sacks allowed. I think what one quarterback yep. hit. And and two pressures uh, up the middle for a guy that's dealing with what he's dealing with. He's one of the best in the business. And again, like we talked about with Hutchinson and Worse, best on best when they're matched up one on one. I don't know how much they'll leave Vitavei one on one with Frank. Certainly, he can handle that. Um, but that will be one to certainly circle and watch on the interior. One of the best centers in the league against arguably the best um, nose tackle. Yeah,
1: this is this is this is a big one. I mean, on on both sides, you're seeing the development of the 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 Lions defensive line versus a superstar left tackle. And then on the other side, you know, Vitovae has found something as a pass rusher this year that we haven't necessarily seen in the past. He's always been a lead against the run and in that upper tier of noses. But if he's going to, you know, on track for double digit sacks this year, that's, that's a new one that he's breaking out. But again,
0: Philadelphia was able to contain them yep. a little bit, contain him, run the football. Very good offensive line. Detroit, similarly, are, you're looking, very good offensive a line. For the Lions. Yes, yeah. 100%. So I think you can take – I'm, I'm sure Detroit put that Philadelphia game on uh, on loop a lot this yeah. week to see how they could exploit this defense, what they could do. And um, obviously getting Vita Vey uh, under wraps is going to be a big part of that. All right, you mentioned it. St. Brown is back. Tampa Bay has been very good against um, the past. I think one of the reasons why is they kind of found a nickel out of nowhere. Kind of like we talked about with Brian Branch becoming yeah. just this guy that, that has now solidified the nickel spot and and Ben the guy, and you think he's going to be Take there for it. a long yeah. time. I'm um, on Ross St. Brown versus Christian Eisen. Um, is I think going to be a good one too you know a a rookie who is a safety who kind of just fell into that role because of some injuries and and some things and has really you know played well in that spot Uh, 79.8 passer rating against he's got two interceptions on the year he's kind of been that guy in the middle for them and obviously we all know what St. Brown can do Um, he's been at practice all week which is a great sign getting him back is going to be huge but that's going to be an interesting matchup between kind of a young guy looking to make a name for himself and a guy who's trying to get back in the fold after missing a game last week dealing with an abdominal injury.
1: Yeah, I think both sides are going to be targeting this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amonra's looking at, at a rookie across from him and thinks maybe you, you can get a leg up and, and take advantage of that. But then on, on the buck side, you're looking, you know, how can the secondary as a whole? He's created two two turnovers and he's been he's been good to start his career, but you're looking, you know, Antoine Winfield, one of the better safeties in the league, an elite cover guy, an elite blitzer. You're going to see 31 all over the field making plays, and you got Carlton Davis has been excellent this year on the outside. You're really making sure, you know, how can we control not only Ross St. Brown, but Josh Brown, Sam Laporta, if he's out there, whoever the Lions are going to throw at you. But you found something a little bit with, with a rookie nickel, and I think that's good and bad coming off a bye first time getting some rest in the NFL. I think, I think that's, he's going to be ready to go against maybe the top slot receiver in the league. Oh, hundred percent. He, this is a kind of
0: show me game for him, right? Yeah. Where do I stand in a league? Am I, you know, what I think I am. against a
1: guy that, you know, is going to get, you know, 10
0: targets <laughs> in a huge game too. I mean, it's a four in one team versus yeah. a three in one team. I think this has in, implications in the playoffs, Absolutely. potentially down the road. Um, so it, it's a huge matchup this week. Um, those are the key matchups. I'm going to have Scott Smith on from, uh, buccaneers.com uh he's gonna break down everything from the buck side i think josh reynolds is gonna stop by he's been playing some it's a good good week he's been for playing that. some pretty good ball so we're gonna have a chat with him so stick with us we'll have a lot more coming on the 20 the huddle podcast Welcome back to the 20 in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. And I'm very happy to welcome in Scott Smith, the senior writer and editor over at Buccaneers.com. Scott, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining me.
2: I'm doing great. This is like an old NFC Central throwback for me.
0: It is, and it's two teams. Yeah, it's two teams. You got the sickles going. Are you excited for it? I like the sweatshirt there. Look at
2: that. You're in, you're already in the festive mood this week. Well, we've been wearing it. We've been wearing the orange all week. Different brides. I've been <laughs> pulling stuff out from my closet from the 1990s. The whole area is really excited about it. Which is surprising.
0: I'm I'm kind of excited. That's to me is what brings back the old NFC Central, right? It's the creamsicle.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like I'm wearing stuff I was wearing when I was watching Barry Sanders back then. (laughs) Get 150 yards on us every time.
0: All right, well, look, it's a great matchup, right? I mean, it's it's a 4-1 Detroit Lions team playing some good football. And, and a Tampa Bay team, that's that's 3-1. Their only loss being to the uh, defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. So they're playing good ball, too. This could have some playoff implications in the NFC down the line. So, you know, a little a fun week six matchup between uh, two old rivals, right?
2: It's uh, I th- If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's the only game on this week's slate that pits two first-place teams from different divisions and the only one that has two teams with one loss or fewer. So I think it is kind of an early barometer type game for the NFC hierarchy. I think everybody would probably say that the Eagles and 49ers are kind of perceived as the top two teams in the conference right now. But yeah. who's, who's next after that? I mean, a lot of people are now saying the Lions. Obviously, Dallas took a little bit on the chin against San Francisco. But at some point, maybe if the Bucs can put together a few more wins, we could get into that conversation.
0: Yeah, right there with Seattle too. I think there's a there's a number of teams kind of right there in that second tier behind the the consensus top two, uh, maybe can get into that get into that picture uh, in, into the NFC North. Well, let's start here, Scott. Let, let, let's start with the injuries. Um, you guys are coming off a of bye week, which look players usually like that to be kind of mid mid season, but for you guys, you were dealing with quite a few injuries there. One what was the bye. A, a perfect time for you guys this early in the season and then probably the big name you know being talked about in Detroit is is Mike Evans wasn't that practice Wednesday wasn't that practice Thursday what's his availability um f- for Sunday
2: well he is probably going to be a decision at the end of the week I think I don't want to read too much in the into the fact that he didn't practice on Wednesday uh because I think the plan all along was sort of take it easy on him until the end of the week and then see how it could do because it's a hamstring injury. And and you guys know as well as anybody that those are hard to gauge. And you may think you're walking around and feeling fine and you try to run and then you have a setback. So I think they're taking the most cautious approach, but I really do think that they're not going to know until Friday or Saturday if he's going to be available. Otherwise, though, the bye week did us good. We had only him and our starting right tackle, Luke Getticke, was a little limited yesterday. Otherwise, everybody was a full participant, including our first-round pick, Kalijah Kansi who played 11 snaps in the season opener and then aggravated his preseason calf injury and hasn't played since. So getting him back would be huge because they really think the addition of this quicker type of, you know, fast get off the ball, quicker type of defensive, interior defensive lineman is going to make a huge difference to what we do because we mostly have big guys like Vita Vea who win with power. So we think that's going to be a nice compliment and it's really going to really dial up the pressure from the inside. But we haven't seen much of it. We've seen 11 snaps. so.
0: Yeah, I know that I, during the pre-draft process, I really liked Kansi uh, coming out of Pittsburgh. You know, he had those comparisons to Aaron Donald, and that will be an interesting dynamic that teams will have to deal with because you look at Vita Vay, three and a half sacks. He's, he's really upped his, uh, you know, pass rush game. He's always been so good, um, you know, against the run, but, but you know, now we've seen some of those pressure numbers, some of those sack numbers. He's been able to push the pocket and get pressure. Now you add a guy that, that could potentially have that quick first step, that little different dynamic they could play play games off each other that could really impact the center of that, that Tampa Bay defense, couldn't it?
2: That's what we're hoping for. And uh, I think with Vita, uh, the thing about it is yes, he has three and a half sacks and he had a career high six and a half last year. Um, But if you look deeper into the numbers, like on next gen type stuff, Mm -hmm. when, when we have Vita on the field and when we don't have Vita on the field, there's a stark difference in the yards per carry that we give up and the yards per play. So he's putting up some numbers. Now that may be catching people's eyes, but even when he's not, getting two sacks in a game, he's really making a big difference to what we do up front. And and with him in there doing that, you, you put Kansi in there and you can't double team them both most of the time. I, I think it's going to, I think it's that's the plan. And that's why he was drafted to get that different element up front. And we're hoping it's going to make a big difference. He very, it's- when he played against Minnesota in week one, on the first drive on just his third NFL play, he made an awesome uh, rush up the middle and, and hit the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and caused an incompletion. So we see, we've seen what he can do in a very small dose.
0: Well, let's stick on that side of the football. Obviously, Devin White and um, some of the guys that you've – yeah, David and um, Antoine Winfield. I mean, you guys are really strong up the center of that defense. You guys have played well on that side of the ball all year long, except maybe the Philadelphia game where it kind of got away a little bit, especially on the ground, but just what's been the biggest thing with you guys defensively that's allowed you to play pretty consistent football all year long outside of that Philadelphia game? What, I think 79 yards is the highest any team has has rushed against you guys, so you've got you've been terrific against the past. What's really been the catalyst, you think, for you guys' play on defense this year?
2: I think you said his name there, and I'm going to uh, focus in on one guy, and that's Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, mm. I've been predicting for a couple of years that he has first team all pro awards in his future. And I wow. think we're seeing this year, if he continues to play the way he's played through the first four games, I think he's got a very good shot at that. He's last year, they took him and they made, they put him in a dual role where he played safety in base packages. And then he, he was the slot corner in nickel packages. And while he was probably our best option for the slot that year, it really wasn't playing to his strength. So now he's back playing safety. And I we, we refer to him generally as the free safety, but he actually plays up around the line of scrimmage an awful lot. And Winfield, I mean, he's never put up big interception totals. But I don't know how many safeties do as much as he does. I mean, he's he's leading our team in tackles. He's leading our team in forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, passes, defense, and he's even tied for second in sacks. He's an outstanding blitzer. He's just got a knack for it. And he's so tough around the line of scrimmage that he's a big part of our run defense. I mean, obviously, Levante and Devin are two and Vita Vey up front. But I think Winfield's the one that's really kind of putting this defense over the top right now.
0: Let's switch over to the other side of the ball. Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's playing some some really good football right now. What what makes him such a good fit? What makes this Bucks offense a good fit for him?
2: You know, when we signed Baker in the offseason, obviously we were looking for somebody to compete with Kyle Trask to replace the unreplaceable. Right? I mean, it's Tom Brady. You don't. (laughs) Oh yeah, that guy. Right after Tom Brady, (laughs) but. they like we got a new offensive coordinator this year, too, from Seattle, Dave canals And Dave knew what he wanted to do. And some of that involves your quarterback moving around a little bit more than we're used to. You know, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. And even he would say moving him around isn't something that's really successful. He he just he's a very much a pocket passer. We're doing mm-hmm. a lot more of putting our quarterback on the move um this year. And we they thought that Baker look good in those types of plays before they signed. They thought he was a good fit for here. Now he's come in here. Obviously, you've seen he's done quite well, as has Jared Goff. Their numbers are actually really similar, by the way. But um, he's he's not only been a good fit for the offense, and everybody's learning the offense together, so it's not like he came in behind. He's also been a really good cultural fit. The the Buccaneers waited. Todd Bowles didn't want to name. You know how most teams name their uh, team captains right before the first game?
0: You know, I saw that this week. It was a little, a little, it caught my eye when I saw you
2: tweet that out and I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, we generally do that as well. But in this case, just because of the way the roster is put together and some new elements there, Todd Bowles really wanted to wait about a month and see who actually emerged as leaders before huh. the players voted. Cause I like that. You, your quarterback's usually one of your captains, right? If it's not, yeah. if it's not, you're probably not in a great spot at that position. And um but would it have been a little bit weird to name Baker Mayfield a captain before he even played a single game for us? But you give it a month and you see these guys love him. They they talk about him as a leader. They absolutely love the way he's in the locker room and in the huddle. And they're fouling him already. So then when it's four games in, now when you the players vote, it makes sense to vote for Baker Mayfield and Antoine Winfield and guys like that. So he's been a great fit for the offense. I think we're playing to his strengths. I think Dave Canales purposely wants to have a quarterback-friendly system, the way you might describe a Shanahan offense or a McVay offense. Uh, And he wants Baker to make the easy throws, make the plays that are there, and then take your shots, but at the right time. And so far, he's done that.
0: And he brings a little swagger to that yeah, to that position. Aaron Definitely. Glenn talked about that. The defensive coordinator for the Lions talked about that a little bit, how he likes that in, in opposing quarterback. He, he's going to be him. Um, Baker's always had kind of that edge to him. And, and look, he's playing good football. He, I think he brings an attitude to that offense. And um, they're playing pretty good. And he's got two pretty good guys to throw to on the outside. And, and, and Evans and Godwin, that, that helps any quarterback too. Scott, uh, maybe one or two key matchups you look at in this one at, as being key To either side, maybe having the edge on Sunday?
2: Well, I think for us, we got to start with Aiden Hutchinson. Now, I was trying to determine, but I couldn't figure it out um, on next gen where I I get the impression that uh, your coaches move him around a lot, but if there's one side or another he more commonly rushes from, I don't know what that is, but
0: typically you'll see him versus the right tackle, maybe a little bit more than the left, but what they've been doing a lot of now is moving him inside too. They run a lot of stunts with him. They play him inside with some combinations. So they will really will rush him all over the place, but mostly right and inside versus the left, but I'm sure he'll see Tristan Worst maybe once or twice, which will be a a fun matchup to watch.
2: Yeah. Well, I'd probably have to go with Luke Gedeke. Uh, yeah. He's really, he, he's in his first year starting at right tackle. He played right tackle in college. Bucks drafted him with the idea of playing him at guard. Tried that first last year, and it, it really wasn't a. It didn't prove to be a great fit. So they moved him back to right tackle, and I think they're pretty happy with what he's been doing so far. But this is probably the biggest challenge he will have faced yet. We all know how well Aiden's playing right now. Um, for us, when we're on defense. Um, <sighs> Well, I know that the the key for us, our coaches always say it, and is happening this year, is to stop the run first. And as you said, in the three wins, we've done a very good job of that. And then that gives Todd Bowles the, the opportunity to do what he likes to do on defense, which is be very aggressive. I mean, I think we have the third highest blitz rate in the league. And so uh, maybe just trying to slow down David Montgomery. I see Jameer Gibbs has missed a game. I don't know if he's playing this week, but David Montgomery it seems to me like he's playing better now than his years in chicago and i know he's got a lot of yards he had a great game last week so guys like antoine winfield and devin white slowing him down i think that'll be key for us when we're on defense
0: yeah, it's been a little bit of a kind of eye-popping situation for David Montgomery running behind uh, one of the top 5 offensive lines in the league yeah. in Detroit versus what he's right. had to deal with in Chicago over the, right. some, of the some of the years. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a little night and day for him. So, I think good we're point. seeing the best of David Montgomery yeah. helped and aided by yeah. running behind a very good offensive line yeah. that that usually helps. All right, I need a weather report from you Scott. It, it's cold here. We got into the 40s here in Michigan. What can we expect Sunday? Um any rain? Could get sloppy does it look good what's the weather report for sunday
2: well i'll start by telling you that i'm wearing this sweatshirt or this i'm taking it off as soon as i'm done because it is hot yeah go ahead <laughs> keep bragging scott Keep bragging that's it's fine been, actually actually we finally finally cooled down a little bit this week to, into like highs of the low 80s we've been it's still mm-hmm. fun like midsummer until a week or two ago uh, I can hear the think?
0: violins in in the background here. I take some forty
2: degree. I take some forty degree evenings right now. I think that would be nice. Uh, it's supposed to be a high of about eighty on Sunday when we we'll, when the game, and so that would probably be about two or three in the afternoon. Getting Kipsok at four thirty, so maybe a little less than that. There's only about a fifteen percent chance of rain at that time of day, okay. and they tend to come. It does often rain here at this time of the year around four o'clock, but it usually passes through pretty quickly. And the field's generally in pretty good shape, even if it rains just a little bit. So I don't think we're going to have weather or field condition issues at all. So that's good because, you know, I want to see these two offenses at work, right?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It's just, it sounds like it's going to be a, a good atmosphere, good weather, two good teams that, that, um, are playing some pretty good football right now in a football game that could have implications in the NFC down the line. So it should be a fun one. It's the uh, it's the game of the week uh, this week. I think deservedly so. Uh, Scott does a great job with, with Buccaneers.com. Uh, follow his stuff on, on Buccaneers.com. Get ready for uh, everything heading into Sunday. What's the deal with Mike Evans? Any kind of information you want Tampa-related, uh, Scott's got you taken care of down there. Scott, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, good stuff here, and we'll see you on Sunday in Tampa. Tampa.
2: Well, thank you, Tim. I appreciate you having
0: me on. Welcome back to the 20 in the huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. And I've been waiting for this one for a few weeks. I am welcoming Josh Reynolds, veteran wide receiver and Josh, let's start with this. How's the groin injury? Because I don't think a lot of people know that you've been doing what you've been doing the last few weeks. While dealing, you know, with this groin injury, dealing with things, is it getting better? Are you just kind of maintaining dealing with it. Where you have injury wise on the injury front?
3: Yeah, so um, it's actually feeling a lot better now. Good. You know, uh, I got a little more pop to, uh, you know, to my game and stuff now. You know, a little more explosiveness. So uh, it's been nice. You know, but uh, you know that that, <laughs> that that the two weeks that I was kind of dealing with it, man, it was it
0: was rough. You and know? and yet the production we talked to dan campbell um this weekend and dan went on 97 one and he was asked about uni words he was use words like reliability trustworthy you know when when you hear your head coach say that about you what kind of comes to your mind because that's got to be what you're about right no doubt is a guy that's dependable a guy that's every week's going to be there despite injury despite what you're dealing with and guys that make and a guy that makes plays that you've been doing
3: yeah, honestly, for a guy like me, you know, that's not like a real flashy, you know, kind of kind of player, I think it's big for me, you know, cause you know, a lot of people nowadays, you know, they want to see that flash a little bit, you know, the four threes, you know, just stuff like that. And so, you know, for me to be able to be in the right spot and have that trust with JG to, you know, him knowing I'm going to be where I need to be at so he can let this ball go, you know, it's big
0: speaking of jg i mean i think you've played what five games without him as your quarterback something like that i mean you guys have been together a long time when a quarterback and wide receiver are together that long is just is it just you know each other so well and you're just so much on the same page he knows how you come out of a break where you want the depth of this route to yeah. be i mean you're smiling uh, because is it almost like you guys can talk to each other without talking to each other yeah oh yeah and, and you know it, it took him a
3: little minute to kind of figure out my my stride length because i'm a you know, i'm a smooth runner so it you know it doesn't perceive that i'm that i'm fast but i cover a lot of ground and so uh you know coming out of my brakes, you know it looks you know it looks uh that wouldn't say slow but it, you know it looks like I'm, I'm getting out a little you know but but the ground i'm covering uh you know he has to yeah you know he has to time it up uh right so now it's just it's that's easy.
0: I'm not gonna let you get away with this. I'm not explosive. This isn't. Oh it. no, I'm not this saying I'm it. not. I'm just gonna say because I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the numbers well, hey, right here. Hey, I'm not saying I'm Josh, not. You know, my GPS, you know, my uh, GPS is okay, going. Okay, because I'm saying I, I 16 <laughs> catches, 16 first downs. Josh, of your 16 catches, 10 have gone for 20 plus. I mean we saw the big play right out the gate. Um you know last week. I mean you you're making big plays and you're a big part of this offense and I truly believe and I think people out there I don't know if this team's 4 and 1 with some of the absences they've, they've had with the suspensions and on my raw missing games you've been the steady guy right there making plays every week and i think an explosive but you're sneaky explosive oh, yeah. right oh yeah and that's is, why, that, is hey, that a good way to that, describe it that's why my ne- my nickname was big, <laughs> big
3: big smooth for a while man. you know it's, and so uh you know i'm just I'm just smooth man it's yeah. just i operate smoothly so when i you know when i'm out there making plays it looks Easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I like it. And, but yeah. it's not, you know, it's not easy. No. You know, I, I work every day with you know for this and uh you know I'm just I'm just glad I'm able to, you know, now uh, show the world.
0: You were with Jared when he was really humming in LA. I mean when you guys are going oh, to the yeah. Super Bowls and he was playing some of the best football of his career. Is is he right there with that? It, it almost looks yeah. like, and I know he's talked about playing the best football of oh, yeah. his career right now here. It, oh, it's yeah. even better than he when he no, was really humming. Just what 100%. kind of a groove is he in?
3: Oh man, he, he he's feeling himself a little bit. you know. And, <laughs> I, and I like to see it, man, you know, cause you can just feel the, you know, you can feel the confidence out there he has. He's, shoot, he's even got a little swag now. <laughs> <laughs> his game day fits from LA to now, oh man. He, you know, he's he's he stepped up. You a guys level. in the
0: wide receiver room can appreciate yeah. oh, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man.
3: You know, because you always want a dog <laughs> as a uh, as your quarterback, and, and and he's got it. You know, so it's nice for the, to to see him bringing it out now.
0: He's bringing it out. You guys are having fun in the wide receiver room. You guys are playing really good offense. I mean, you're top ten in the league in every single statistical category on offense. Just how much fun are you guys having on that side of the ball? And how big of an influence has Ben been for? Not only the overall production of the offense, but in your game as well and oh, helping man. you. Yeah, Ben's Ben's been everything, man.
3: You know, he's 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 great at putting guys in the right spots. Uh and you know, I mean, we got receivers that can run all kinds of routes, but he makes sure he he, he puts guys in the best spots possible to to exploit their skill set, you know, and it's you know, it's been big, man. So uh, you know, it's You just got to keep running. I'm just glad he came back. (laughs) I
0: know, right? (laughs) I think everybody out there is
3: just just glad he came back.
0: But when you add stuff like, you know, a double, you know, a reverse leaf flicker. Oh, yeah. And you're you're snapping the ball between the quarterback's Uh. legs before the defense is ready. I mean, and you're doing things like that. But it's not just that creativity. You're also physical. You can run the football down people's throats. Mm -hmm. But you can do all that kind of stuff, too. I mean, that's got to be fun for an offensive player, isn't it? And
3: I think that's that's what makes it easy for him to be able to Throw plays out like that because he, because he's got guys that can that can make them come to life. Yeah, you yeah. know, because a play is only a play. You know, but you need you need the right guys to be able to make that play come alive. How much
0: pride do you also take in? You can play any position. You can play the X, Z, the y, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you can just step in and play all three. How much? Pride? Do you take in that ability as a receiver? Because not all guys can do that. A lot, man.
3: You know, I learned. I learned from an early age. You know, the more you know, the the better chances you you have to get on that field. You know, because one guy goes down, next thing you know, everybody starts moving,
1: <laughs> shifting yeah, positions right. and
3: stuff. And you know, if he if he was kind of one of them guys that were like, all right, I'm I'm this position right here. That's what I'm learning. Now something goes down. Now you're just you're behind. Now you got to learn this whole nother position yeah. that, that you're not comfortable with. And now you're playing slow and it just doesn't look good. So, um, but that's what's been good about, uh, about uh, Coach L and, 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 and I mean, this offense, you know, like we we harp on trying to get guys to know all, all positions. Cause I mean, we so know, you know, know how fast. It's not a matter of, if it's yes. win injuries gonna yes. happen, right? Yes. And it's just. <laughs> yes, you, you never know how fast you things change and now we don't have any of our starters in or, you know, right. or just, just stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, it's 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 important.
0: How close are you with Mike Evans? He's always been doing it at a really high level for a long time. You guys both went to Texas A&M, right? Yeah. And I don't know if people out here know this, but Mike Evans doesn't hold the Texas A&M record or didn't. For touchdowns in a season, he he did, he did, I he mean, did. he did, he did for a minute, but he he doesn't anymore. Oh no, no, who no. holds the the, yeah.
3: the? I had I had to take that from him. <laughs> you had
0: thirteen, right? You had twelve. You had thirteen. Yeah. When have you, you guys stayed? I mean, I know, were you there at the same time? Nah, no, no, so I think I'm you a, missed by a yeah, year. I'm, right?
3: I'm a little bit younger, and so uh, you know, he's he's oh. at least for the early part of it. He was, you know. He was helpful, yeah. you know. He'd, he'd come back A and M a lot, you know, give his give his pointers and stuff and uh and, and all that. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, we just talk all the time, right? You know, I, I, if if I needed to, but there's and I that had connection some, between yeah, if schools. I needed, yeah, if, yeah. I needed, if I needed to and had some questions, I'm 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 100 sure he'd he'd uh, he'd hit back. So uh you know, it's just that that camaraderie we have between you know A and M guys and stuff yeah. like that to you know, but. I mean, he's been doing his thing. You marvel man.
0: at nine straight he, years with 1,000 yards? He, yeah,
3: that's crazy. That's, that's, that's
0: hard to do. <laughs> that's really hard to do. <laughs> that's hard, to, And he still doesn't get no love, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Well, I know you're starting to get some love because you're playing some really good football. And this team wouldn't be 4-1 if it wasn't for you and the way you played early this season. Keep it up. Big oh, yeah. matchup this week in Tampa. Two division leaders could mean something in the NFC later on. You guys are fun to watch offensively. You're a big part of it. Thanks for taking the time, man. Oh, man appreciate, I appreciate
3: you. you having me on. Mm-hmm.